Welcome to Unleash Your Niche with me, Amy Cager, the podcast aimed at helping you get clear in your business niche and identity so you can stand out, become the go-to person in your field and attract more of the right customers. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Unleash Your Niche. Today, we're going to be talking about how to go from a jack of all trades to the go-to expert. So it might be at the moment that you're feeling a little held back in your business. You're, you're getting clients okay, but you're doing a few different things, doing lots of kind of different services, and you're doing them really well, but you feel that you're being a little bit dictated perhaps by your clients, that they're actually the one in control asking you to do the things rather than you're the one in control, you're consulting, you're giving your advice, you're, you're being sought after and they're listening to you. Or perhaps maybe that you want some more speaking gigs or being guests on podcasts or just people recommending you for your speciality that you, not just because you're helpful and maybe cheaper than other people or good value or whatever, but actually you're being sought for your advice and you're being able to help because you are the specialist in your subject, your topic, your your service. But so basically, you want to elevate your business and be known to be valued and appreciated actually for what you do. But maybe you're a little bit unsure. You kind of know that's what you want to do, but you're a little bit unsure about what steps you have to take or how you can change from going offering a few different things to offering the the one service. So today I'm going to give you a bit of a an action plan, a bit of a step by step, as it were, plan to help you get a little bit clearer and understand what you need to do to start to reposition your business from from a bit more of a jack of all trades model to specialising in one particular thing and becoming that go to expert. So the first thing you've decided that you do want to become that go to expert, which is fantastic. But how do you choose your area of speciality? And this shouldn't be a flippant decision. It shouldn't just be pulled out of a hat, kind of just thinking, I'll go for that. Why not? Other people aren't offering it or whatever. It needs to, you know, have a really, really good think about what it is that you want to be known for. And if you know me, you know I love my my facts and research to back up any kind of business decision like this. It's it is good to have a little bit of gut instinct that you you know you you do have a bit of a gut instinct of actually I think this is going to be the area that I want to focus in. This is what I want to do. But it is also really good to look back, see what's already been happening already in your business, so you you can kind of yeah back up the gut instinct with the facts and figures and go yes this this is looking like this is probably the right decision. So have a little look at your current services and carry out a little mini review. What are your clients liking? How, you know, what do they like about working with you? What particular services do they they find really helpful and that they're they're really getting a lot from? And and what do you like doing? And this is this is really important because if you are going to be focusing on this thing and you'll be doing it all the time you've got to love it or at least be really interested in it but you'll want to keep learning and developing in this area and basically talking about this 
this thing all the time. So you've, you've got to enjoy it yourself and it's something that you want to do, not just seeing it as, oh, I think that's going to be a good potential business move, but I can't stand doing that thing. That's not going to work just because if you're just you're just going to lose interest. So it's got to be something that you really like. And also think about where you give the most value. This could be the thing that you're you're always banging on about or that you find really important when working with clients, no matter what service they choose this, you know, you're always trying to get them onto this thing that you're you're talking about or trying to get something else into their service. These are all really good indicators of what your speciality might be. And this is always the first thing that I go over with with my dynamos, which is my one to one program, because it's so important to get this right and be really clear on this right from the very beginning. So your speciality doesn't always have to be one service. It can be a few services. You know, it doesn't have to be a really, really pinpointed specific thing, tiny bit of a bigger picture. It can be a bit of a bigger picture and offer different services. But what you will have to do is think of how you package it all together. And so you're still selling it as one thing, as it were. So just think about if you do offer a few things, what joins them together? What is this overarching thing, most likely a a pain point? What are you helping with, with these services? Have, Have a think about that. How can they all be joined together? And also with, you know, just going into your speciality and focusing on this one thing doesn't necessarily mean that you never have to do some of your other services ever again either. It just means that you need to dial them down a little bit and amplify your new positioning. And so there can't be any ambiguity still of does she offer this? Does she offer this? I'm not really too sure. It needs to be really clear that this is the thing that you're specializing in. And I say, if clients come to you and they want help with things you used to offer, then that's totally up to you whether you say yes or whether you don't need to anymore or you don't want to anymore. That's totally purely up to you. So now you've got a bit more of an idea of what it is you want to go all in with, what you your speciality is going to be going forward. You know what you're, you're going to become that go-to expert in or you already are that go-to expert, but you're going to start really going for it and promoting it. So now you've got to think of how you communicate it. So you have to be really, really clear what it is that you're doing so that people get you, that they understand what it is that you do. There's no confusion. There's no, say, ambiguity. People know what it is that you do and they get it. And this is not the time to think about funny or off the wall or cool ways of describing your business which you know a a cool tagline may come over time usually when you've got a bit more into your business and you know you start to when you start communicating it things sometimes come out but don't get caught up in this in trying to think of what this cool tagline could be because as I say chances are it will be something that would be organic anyway so you know you spend all this time trying to brainstorm and think but it's something that normally comes up when you do talking with people or whatever so don't get too het up on it but also either way whether you do think of something or don't it always needs to be backed up with a clear and easy explanation of what it is you do because just having a a cool way of explaining what you do is is not going to help people and it's not going to make it clear what it is you do so you can have that as a bit of fun but you still need to have this clear explanation so people know and understand exactly what it is you do so this is the time to get inside your customer's head and think about these pain points uh, that your clients are facing and think about how you can describe these in terms of what you do so how can you encompass what it is you do 
and encompasses pain points so someone knows that you are the person that is going to be able to help them. And then when you are thinking of these ideas, these are going to be a bit more of a structured form, a bit more a couple of sentences, thinking about what it is that how you just how you're going to describe your business. And this can be on your website. This can be when you're talking to people, a bit more of a structured couple of sentences. But start thinking about how this description could actually work when people are just talking to each other and recommending you, for example. So can your description be summed up in a couple of colloquial words for instance so for me it's oh amy you know the niche the niche lady the person that does niche stuff so people can describe what i do in a couple of words because at the end of the day that is how people describe things to each other that you know no one's going to recite your lovely couple of sentences from your website which includes all the pain points and things like that they're going to just sum it up and real short form it to the you know when they're talking to their friends but the fact that they can sum it up in a couple of words means that they've really got what it is that you do from that longer sentence and paragraph. So it's worth doing that, but it's thinking about, okay, could this be, you know, real short formed description when people are just chatting to each other? Or is it still a bit lengthy? Is it still a bit of a mouthful? So now you know what you're going to do. You know how to describe and talk about it really clearly. It's now time to start thinking about how you back this up and show that you are indeed that expert. And this has all got to do with your content. So if you don't have a main source of content creation, a, a blog, a video series, a podcast, now is the time to create one because you need to be thinking about creating a series of content that talks about your speciality. So this could cover all sorts of topics surrounding the, the problems that your potential customers or customers are facing, how you how you fix them and solve them for them, giving tips, you know, stories, case studies, all those, all those kind of good things. But it's getting them all in a, in a series of content that people can consume. So it begins to position you as that expert. And positioning yourself as the expert in terms of your content will help in a number of ways. The, the people and potential customers will start to pick up on the fact that this is now what you're doing. So they will start to see the shift, whether they totally subconsciously realize it or not. They might not necessarily think, you know, when you've done a couple of blog posts on your new new speciality area, they might not suddenly think, oh, wow, Sarah's really radically, you know, changed her direction. But over time, you know, they will start to realize that this is what you're talking about all the time. So as I say it's a lot of this stuff is subconscious some of the time, but also you'll start to become known as the person that speaks on this topic. So people will start to know this and it starts to become embedded in realizing that this is your area of expertise. And it's also really important if you want to be thought of for speaking gigs or podcast guests, or you want to start pitching these ideas as well, that you want to get yourself out on other people's platforms it's important that you want to be thought of for speaking gigs and podcast guests as well so if you want to pitch these these ideas for gigs you need to be able to back up what it is that you're you're saying you're an expert in because if a potential person was to look at you know they will look at what content that you're producing and if they don't find anything that backs it up they're not going to be inclined to necessarily accept you on your offer of being that guest expert because there's nothing to show for it. You haven't got any content. You're not producing anything. So why would they think that you'd be a good person to go on their podcast or to speak at their event? 
If you have a lot of old content, don't worry about that. So if you're thinking, okay, I'm going to be start producing all this new content, what's going to happen with all my old stuff that's currently on my website, on my YouTube channel, wherever you're creating your content. But don't worry about that too much. You can leave it up if you want. You don't have to you know, take it all down and start from scratch, as it were. But once you've got at least kind of four bits of content, people will either not bother scrolling past four pieces especially if they're people who are people you've pitched a speaking gig or podcast interview to they they'll just have a quick look to see what you've got after about four they they know that that's what you're specializing in and it, it's clear that you're you're specializing in or they'll just see the four and just think brilliant yeah this is clearly the direction they're going in now there's no need to to keep scrolling or to keep looking this is clearly their area of expertise and then start to get active on social media as well. So once again, align everything so that you're starting to have conversations about your new topic or speciality. Start asking questions, give tips, show people how you help. Just start talking about your new positioning all the time and everything that you're doing. You know, there's no more talking about things that you used to do. It's all going all in on this new thing that you are now focusing on. So now you've got your, your content, you know how to communicate what it is you do, and you've obviously chosen what it is you're going to do. So now what? So now you've got your content sorted, you can really start to position yourself as the expert to be a guest on a podcast, blogs or speaking gigs. And this is when your content will really, really help because this is all starting to say that you're an expert in this thing. When you do start to pitch yourself, you know, the first thing they are going to do is head over to your website. And if it's focused on something completely different, as I was kind of saying earlier, if they go to your website and there's nothing to back up or to prove that this is your focus, it's not get you anywhere. But if they go to your website and you've got all this great content on there that you're giving really, really loads of great value, then you're much more likely to be accepted as guests and things like that. So this is this is really, really good. And getting on podcasts and speaking events is obviously really great at getting you out there to new and different audiences that wouldn't have come across you before. And also it's to really cement that you are that go-to person. And, you know, it's one of those things, you know, people will start seeing you everywhere, doing all sorts of things. So you start to become that little bit more front of mind. And also people will start trusting that you are the expert. You know, sometimes it, it isn't even that people have to even consume the content, you know, they don't even have to listen to the podcast interviews you've been on, for example, although it's obviously really nice if they do, but just showing up and, you know, being asked by all these different people starts to prove that you are the expert and they'll start to think of you if if they themselves have that problem or they hear a friend has that problem. You, you'll become the one that pops up in their head just because you have been doing all these things and being really active at getting your messaging out there in all, all sorts of different forms. So then the final thing you might want to do is to do a rebrand or a refresh of your current brand. Now, this isn't necessarily needed, but sometimes a change of colors, logo or visual design, or even just some new, new photos, new portrait photos can really make an impact and show visually that there has been a change. So a lot of this stuff is subconscious stuff. So if you have all this new color, new branding, new visual brand, as I say, it can be a bit of a shortcut that someone will know that there's been a change and will kind of take stock and will look a little bit more. If you have updated your visuals going forward, you know, you're going to start people are going to start to remember your new brand. So if you've got a new updated brand and then you're talking about all this 
new stuff or this more focused stuff, then people are going to start to associate it with your new direction and not your old one. So they're not going to they're not going to be confused. They're going to know that this new look and feel is all talking about this certain thing. And they'll say they'll subconsciously join the two together and they'll know that they'll start to associate the two. The fact that you are updating your website is you will be changing your copy. You'll most likely be changing your services as well and adding in all your new content. It's a really, really good time to do a rebrand or a refresh. And I always find it sometimes it's, you know, for your own, your own head and your own, your own thoughts that there's something about having a new look of your business that feels like that fresh start. So sometimes it just helps making it clearer in your head too, that you've kind of got this new look and feel and you've got this new direction, this new position. It can, can really uh, help with you really going for it. So if you are going to go for a rebrand, make sure that it's really bold, really clear and makes you stand out and reflects you. So I started with a brand that was, it was navy blue, red, white, looked really, really nice. It was a kind of Breton color scheme, you know, the kind of uh, stripy French looking tops. And it looked really nice, but it was so not me. And I mainly chose those colors just so it would fit in with some portrait photos of me, which I know is completely the wrong way of doing it. Um, but that's what I had to do at the time to make sure my, my photos worked. But it just wasn't me. Now I'm, you know, pink, bright pink, neon and yellow and black. It's much more me. I'm, I'm That's much more my personality. I'm much more of a pink, yellow, black kind of girl. And so make sure that everything, all your brand everywhere is really clear and consistent. So whenever someone comes across you, whether that's on your website, on social media, on all the different, you know, posts or stories or wherever, you know, your your blog or podcast, everything looks the same. And people would know it was you before they saw your face, before they see a logo. They'll know it's you just purely because the the look and feel is so strong and the visual identity is is really coming across. You may want to even start to brand up your services as well and offerings so that they either have cool names or they have a theme running through them. And this is a really great way to, to make stuff sound really exciting as well and that people want to be part of. But also it once again amplifies that really strong brand and that everything has been thought about, everything is aligned in everything that you do. So it's really good to have these small as it were, small touches that just makes everything really come together. And, and that's the thing from everything from start to beginning, you know, how you're talking, communicating, your visuals, everything is so on point and all facing the, the same direction will, will give you much stronger feel that will come across to people who are finding you, talking to you, looking at your, your stuff on online. It will really, really give a massive impact. To recap, you're looking to go from a jack of all trades to the go-to expert is number one, choose your speciality. Be really clear on what it is you want to do and that you like to do and do a bit of research if that's if that's needed. Number two, get really clear on how to communicate what it is you do. Because if someone doesn't know what it is you do, you're not going anywhere. So this is really important to be really clear that people can understand what you do and how you help. And the third one is create new content 
based on your new positioning or speciality. So you're thinking about backing up what it is that you're doing, your services, what you know, your area of speciality. And number four, start to pitch and position yourself for speaking gigs, for podcasts, blogs, all that sort of thing to get yourself out there to new audiences, but also start to help with being seen as the expert. And number five, have a rebrand or a refresh of your brand, just so visually we can see that there has been a change. And as I say, sometimes that's quite nice for you as well, kind of thinking, yes, I've got this new identity, here it is, and just makes things a bit clearer for you, as well as other people noticing that, noticing that change as well. When it comes to doing these various things in these stages, you can do them one at a time, meaning you can kind of implement things as you go, or you can do the full kind of makeover TV reveal where you're doing all this in the background, still carrying with what you're doing, and then have a bit more of a launch, a real go for it, a bit of a ta-da moment when it comes to launching your new business position. So you could do either It's just thinking about all those things and how they all come together and start positioning yourself as the expert. I hope that helped. And if you're currently a bit of a jack of all trades, but are looking to get focused and niche down on your offering in 2020, that this has given you some actionable steps to get yourself going. If, however, you think you might want a bit of help with this, my Dynamos program is currently open. So if you think you might be interested in that, do go and have a look on my website at amycager.com slash dynamos or drop me a message. And of course, do let me know if you have any questions or comments as I love hearing from you. That's all from me. I'll catch up with you next week. Have a fabulous week. Thanks so much for listening to the Unleash Your Niche podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode, do please check out amycager.com where you'll find more to help you get focused and clear on your niche and how to amplify that in your community.